This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilizers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green, and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode number 48 of J-Rock's Lawn Care and Garden podcast entitled Equipment and Contracts. So this episode, as those who are keen listeners and tune in every week, I first have to apologise that we are not running on our usual Saturdays. So, as you all know, for those that do listen, this podcast usually drops every single Saturday at you know somewhere between 5 and 7am, and I try and stick to that as best as I physically can, simply because, you know, not only is routine key, like in many areas of, you know, what we do, whether it's the business side or whether it's lawn care processes that you're doing or just keeping on top of your lawn you know routine is massive and it you know it, it is no different with podcasts but the reason why this is uh, getting released slightly later being about a few days later is because of the title of the the podcast right here what is equipment and contracts and that is simply where we've been at over this last sort of week and a half it's just been pretty crazy things have been moving in in a very positive direction a direction that i'm really excited about i'm buzzed to get buzzing to get like involved in push forward and just to share with all the listeners and the viewers and everyone across all my channels and i'm going to do this in a few different forms i'm going to do this you know through the podcast like what i'm doing now where i'm just talking about it but i'm also going to do it in different range contents like video content so what i'm hoping from what I'm about to announce right now, what many of you would have seen on Instagram if you tune in, is I'm going to try and push some of these across YouTube and platforms like that, and hopefully it will it'll open up a door to the content that I'm, I don't usually do. Uh, and that's being all the, the contract side, quite frankly. And it is just beginning, so I can't push it too hard, and I'm not going to say that I'm an expert in this side of in this side of the realms of the business because I'm not it's very much new to me but what I think that does is I'm fresh at it you know so where I might be going through now I can guarantee there's thousands of it of others across the country that are also either just coming into it new to it or you know they want to get into it and they want to take that sort of next level step towards this kind of direction so there's a few things that I'm going to announce like I've said and the first I've got to announce is a partnership. So as those uh, those that are following on things like Instagram and across all them sort of platforms, I have started a partnership with Ego, 
uh, Ego Battery Power Tools, what I'm really excited about. As everyone knows, where possible, and this is going to be quite almost condescending to an extent, but I'll explain why. Uh, as everyone may know, I'm a massive Husky user. I, you know, I love their tools. They're fantastic. But that doesn't just lie with the brand itself. That lies with the fact of they make great battery power tools. And that's where really a lot of my ambitions lie with. You know, it's at the heart of the company as I, you know, I've plastered across my website and things like that. And when I do speak to these companies, I, I tell them that, you know, even a field provider is like, I really want to be, you know, zero emission and battery full across the board. It just takes a bit of a while to get there and, you know, I'm riding this wave of some kits ready to go, some kits up to standard, and some kit isn't. And, you know, if also for the purpose of the job that you're doing, so a streamer might be fantastic if you've, you're have you doing 50 to 100 dawns a day, whatever it might be. You know, a battery streamer might be all you'll ever need and, and more, you know. and But then again, if you get brung into a paddock and it's all five foot high grass, the chances are you might end up going with a fuel equivalent, especially if you've already got that tool, just because you need that bit of burst of, of power. And we spoke about this on other uh, podcasts with the likes of Mike Deer and many discussions across the board, and it's not. So no one's pushing at you saying, battery's better, you must go with battery. Battery, what we're saying is the battery equivalents are up to standard and more for many of the uses that you're going to be using it for. If you're using it every two weeks on a maintained lawn, battery's the way forward. It's there already. It's way, way ready to, you know, to start across all of these brands. But what we're trying to, we're not trying to replace petrol because we think that it's not good tools anymore or anything like that. But, you know, let's be realistic. And for, for those that normally hate against it, they're probably people that's never properly tried the battery equipment. And when you start weighing up the odds and you go lighter, no emissions, enough like smoke jump, like powering into your face when you've got a head trimmer in your hand or the weight of a strimmer when you've got it for a you know, numerous amount of hours, you know, de-handled, then when you start weighing these up and you start looking at the user, the user experience, I would say, it's, it's really next, it's black and white to me. Um, so one thing I want to touch on just at the start of this and what made me think of this is I had a paddock that I was going to cut again. My rental f fell through and anyone that may or may not follow him on the likes of Instagram or Facebook, then I, I would really advise you to because he's a great guy and he turns out some amazing work as well. Is Morrison Lawn and Landscapes. And uh, what he done is he lives 40-ish, 45 minutes from my location we got into a con contact with each other maybe a couple of years ago now, just touch base with each other, and we've never really had the chance to meet. So we spoke now and again over the past couple of years, and we were speaking recently, and I was like, my hires fell through on this property that I'm going to do, I need to get it nipped. And he was like, right, well, I'll, you know, he's got a John Deere Zero Turn, the 545R, I believe it is, and... He was like, I'll pop through, I'll give you a hand. So, like, here he came to save the day. And, you know, a fantastic job that we both turned out. He was there from start to finish, done me a proper solid favour, and we got the job done. Now, throughout that, he ended up having one of his strimmers out. Now, he's a battery and a fuel user. 
and he had a pet roll or two stroke strimmer out. Anyway, so we we're down the bottom. I got a shot of it for a little while, and it was just one of them. I've been using battery equipment for that long that, you know, then taking that, and even though it was only five, ten minutes of strimming, you could feel the difference straight away, you know, especially going on from being so long of a battery user. Like I say, you could just feel it more in your arms. You could just, the noise roaring. And I just thought, this is exactly why I go to battery. But, you know, a big shout out to Ben there. There's something, I'm going to be mentioning him again very soon. But massive shout out to him there. If you don't follow him, then I do really advise that you go check him out. Fantastic bloke. But, uh, yeah, so then, anyway, the announcements came along that partnering up with Ego, and this was, for, and I'm a very much open book, so anyone that asks me anything, I can tell you as much as what I'm allowed to tell you. And But basically, we've, we've went into partnership with each other. And all this kind of means is that now and again, from what I take from it, is they'll send me some products out for free. Uh, some I'll get to keep, some I won't get to keep. And so many of you would have seen that post on Instagram. So they sent out a battery strimmer, mower, and a 12-amp battery and a roller for the mower. So they sent all of that to me. I get to keep some of it. I've got to give some of it back. And I've got to do sort of some, some content for it. And it's given me that opportunity where I can kind of push out the, the love of it. Why I, I love, you know, using battery power tools. And this brand, you know, like, like I say, no smoke and mirrors, no lies. You know, before I went down to that Ego event, I hadn't used any Ego equipment. But what it done is it really opened my mind to... I really thought we were a far way off, you know, a long way off um, from using battery mowers. But I'm telling you, even people in commercial sectors for for the smaller areas that you've got, their mowers are absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to go into this a little bit more. I've got some reviews to get done on this, so you can look forward to that. These will be like YouTube reviews going forward. And absolutely fantastic. Used that the weekend there on the Sunday. And it was just... <laughs> it was just night and day and I, you know i've used a, f a good few different uh fuel mowers being the husqvarna i've used webang and i've used a couple of other brands that haven't belonged to me but they're you know they're all fantastic they are and if you're using a fuel mower then you know it is fantastic but there's been such an uptake in people using battery mowers and more specifically ego mowers a big driver of this has been mike day and he's been, you know, he's been hopping on in the best way possible about Ego for two years. And honestly, I would say he's kind of a main factor for anyone that doesn't follow him. And obviously, he's been on the podcast two or three times. But he's been a main pusher for this, you know, a fantastic advocate for Ego. And he's really brought so many people on in the last couple of seasons. And every time I see someone using them more, I, I talk to them about it. And, you know, nearly all of them link back to Mike, so... It's crazy to me how much he's sort of brung on, but and he's probably you know he's probably out there every day cutting lawns, taking care of gardens, and he's been doing this with battery equipment. Yes, he uses some fuel as well, like most of us do, but he's been sure he's almost like test piloted that. Look, this is classed as domestic machine, but look how well it's doing. And I'm telling you, the collection that I was getting on the Ego more, and I have got the the 47 centimeter version of the mower it is the lm 1903e self-propelled if anyone's going to look into that so it's a 47 centimeter self-propelled mower 
and the collection on that next level i mean it was all dry and so i can't really complain for i can't really say we're in the worst of conditions but the way i've kind of pushed it out is that i am going to use this in every sort of long longish grass you know ones that haven't been touched for a month or so thick grass you know short well-kept lawns whatever it might be i'm going to try and get some usage of this and get such a well-rounded review pushed out so anyway this dropped on friday night so the confirmation kind of came through earlier that week. So because I knew these products were arriving, you know, I then wanted to get them set up for the Sunday so they're good to go. So that kind of my, my podcasting nights, what was normally either a Thursday or a Friday, kind of got thrown out of thrown out of shift, hence the later podcast. So, but yeah, that's one thing that I really wanted to push across and just be open with you is that, you know, I, I am in partnership with them at the moment, uh, almost back in the sort of Challenge 2025 well, again, I've spoke about this before, and you know, if you're if you're a fuel head, then you're probably rolling your eyes a little bit at this the start of this podcast. But you know, I can't preach enough about it just because it is fantastic stuff. Um, and you know, I'm gonna start speaking run times and things like that. And you know, there'll be pros and cons. That's the thing with this this partnership is, it's completely fluent. You know, nowhere does it say that I can't I can't say certain stuff and things like that. So it's gonna be completely honest and. You know, they're putting themselves on a platform where I can not only use these tools personally so I can get a feel for it and give some feedback, but I can use it and give honest feedback to you guys listening, watching my videos, just looking into the content so you can make different decisions. Because honestly, I think battery is the way that it's going. And I think for many years that are thinking, ah, I'll never use a battery more. I think you will do in the next, you know, next five years, definitely. But in the next two years, I reckon you'll have one amongst the fleet, especially for some of the smaller loans that you're doing. Um, it's just, yeah, fantastic machinery. And you'll see what I mean soon with all the content that I push out. So going on from that, I've also spoke about contracts. So I'm going to lead with this first. Another thing why then earlier in the week, I've been a, a, bit, a bit busier and a bit more, my head's been in other places is because I've, as anyone may know that that listens to me or has done from a lot of these episodes, they'll know that I still work a separate job and this is, you know, a part-time, full-go relationship that I have with the business, the lawn care and the gardening together. And so my view on it was the things like contracts and the more them commercial sides of the work in life, I was going to leave until a bit later on, until I was ready to go full force push out gain some decent contracts and gain some um some more experience i think even though it's been a good you know three seasons i you know just gain a bit more experience in my belt how i like to do things you know get my pricing in the right place before you start committing to these longer contracts and what's happened anyway is in the matter of 10 days seven days maybe two commercial sites have came through the door and one thing I don't think I've said, and you know, I always preach about good advertising will, you know, bring you the bring your work through. And for for me, I haven't advertised in about eighteen months or so properly, simply because I've just been at a, a limit where you know I can't push on anymore because there's just not enough time in the day to fit in any more work. You know, my clients take up any other sort of free period that I do have, and it's got to the point where I just wanted to take the foot off the gas, keep who I've got. But then these opportunities arise and it's normally when you think that nothing's going to or nothing more can come. You know, you're at a good level. 
something will surprise you and it almost offers you the hand to say, do you want to keep going or are you wanting to settle? You know, in these little moments where you get to make them decisions to go, right, I'm staying, now I'm going, you know, it really brings to you where you can you can go, you know what, Let you know, let's go for it. Let's keep building, let's keep getting stronger, let's keep getting bigger, you know, let's keep pushing forward and trying to better ourselves is a more important thing. So this is what happened, you know, like, and I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about this first one. This first contract is, and it's not in stone, this one, this is still very much very early stages. It's, I've been asked if I could do it, okay? That's the kind of pros, that's an area where I am at the minute. And yes, I realise that might turn into nothing, but I also realise it could be a sign that if this is what's happening now, then I'm not going to struggle getting them in the future when I do actually want them. And so last year, I'd went to see a job mid-season and it was a man that, you know, very nice large property. It was a man that wanted his head reduced and he'd already done maybe 60% of it, but you know, kind of got to some thicker stuff, some bigger stuff, and he wanted, you know, a professional to come in and do it. So I visited the property, we talked for a good little while, uh, very interesting bloke, and when we got through there, I checked through, and there was nesting birds. So the long story short, I said I couldn't couldn't do that uh, job from on that day, but if you still required it, get in touch, you know, after September. Never got back to me. He must have just sorted it himself. Absolutely fine. Anyway, so... Things like that where you stay professional, you stay on top of the ball, you know, you're polite, you're kind, you you have them engagement skills to be able to to create somewhat of a relationship through very small consultations. You know, you're not just there and going, can't do this, waste of my time, I'm off. You know, you still spend the time creating that that profile for yourself to be able to get offered out. Anyway, lo and behold, I'm not going to name the company, but he ends up being a manager of this biomass site. Okay, and so I get a phone call a couple of weeks ago asking if I could do a repair job, you know, where lorries have went over verges and, you know, made a mess of the sides of the grass, things like that. So there was about maybe 140 metres squared that needed repairing that was pretty badly damaged and then, you know, fixing up some of the lawn pots and doing some wildflowers, things like that. And never thought anything of it because I never recognised the name. Went down there to meet him. And when I got there, it was this bloke from, you know, last year. And he, I said, nice to meet you. He said, I think we've already met. You know, he had his hard hat on and his high fares. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, apologies. Nice, nice to see you again. And so we had a little chat. We walked around the site. And as we got walking around, he mentioned the contract. And he said, there might be a three to five year contract basically coming online as of next March. Would you be interested in the maintenance? And this was basically just you know, taking care of the edges, a, a lot of larger areas for grass cutting. I couldn't put a size on it just now just because I haven't fully looked at it because, you know, the maintenance would be so far away. I haven't done prices or anything like that. But anyway, it brought it on board and that just got me thinking straight away two things. One, the fact of how I acted with him last time round, even though I never got the job through, could, and I'm not 100%, but it could lead to something bigger, better, and, you know, it could put me on a platform for a portfolio where I'm then in the realms of contract. Okay, so by no means is this me reaching out to you and saying this is how you get contracts because they reached out to me and for, you know, I've turned down three commercial sites before these two that I'm about to talk about. 
and you know every single time they've got in touch with me so i can't vouch for it apart from obviously i'm doing something right online you know the rep the website's correct i look professional enough i i'm trustworthy enough on google i've got a five star rating of 30 35 five star reviews um of different clients and you know you push them for that for that reliable people think that i'm or know that i'm reliable what is true by the way <laughs> know that i'm reliable and trustworthy before they even get in touch with me because there's 35 other people that have spent their good hard-earned money you know that they've worked hard for to pay me to do a service and it's been carried out to a very good standard you know so that carries weight and when you might not think it does at the time because you're, you're tired you're hanging out you know you just spent eight hours reducing the hedge and you know you just can't wait to get back home that's still carrying on that positivity that professionalism that that engagement with the client will bring you that positive feedback that you either recommended or however it might work you know word of mouth between people like this that are site managers that you don't even know because it's someone's cousin you know and you've done their hedge for them or you've done their maintenance for them it all sort of ties in with each other and it is not an instant reward okay you don't do a job be kind and then something lands the next day it might sometimes but not always and in this case it's just been something where it's taken 12 plus months and then it's came through the door um so that's one thing so that's the first kind of contract that's been offered up so that really got me thinking of am i ready for this you know what do i have in place to be able to carry this sort of stuff out and the first thing that was very obvious was equipment i just don't have the equipment at the moment to take care of them kind of areas and i thought to myself am i going to be constantly turning down these jobs because i just i am taking the leap into bigger more expensive commercial equipment and because really that's where i want to be one day i don't want to just be doing domestic loans all the time i want to be as i've said before i want to be the service in my little area that people would think you know we'd at least give him the chance to come and quote this you know because we know we know what he's like we he's got a reputable reputation and um or he's a reputable person and that's kind of so it had me thinking it got all the cogs moving and when moments like this happen and it would have happened to you loads of times and you would have picked up on some of them and you would have missed some of them. And that's just the way life is. But it got the cogs moving and I picked up on it and I thought, right, where does this leave me? Do I, do I act on this now? Do I, do I make a conscious decision to leave it where it is? And I decided to, to act on it. So I'd been looking for the last couple of weeks at Moors. Bear in mind, I'm restricted to the transit custom. It doesn't have a tour bar on it yet. I don't have a trailer. So I was kind of thinking inside a 42-inch cut, you know, I could squeeze in there. And now looking at it, the back is somewhere between the two wheel arch boxes, you know, because it's 18 mil ply of the boxes. And then I've got equipment on the sides. It basically narrowed it down to a 36-inch cut. And because of the height and, you know, what I would need it for, I was thinking more standard, as in a standard mower. So this has been pushing me down this, this sort of, <laughs> this road of looking at this equipment and being prepared for it then sunday night came last sunday and what happened is we'd already done done the job and i believe it was a sunday night ben again that i was on about at the beginning that came and really you know helped me out and done me a solid favor he then sends me through a moor that is down in southport i'm not going to say the exact location but in southport that was going for sale 
a ferris evolution what is you see them a lot in the consoles and they were widely used by the consoles and bought in by the consoles you know quite a few years ago as far as i'm aware they're not made anymore but parts are still available so he sends me through this moor and this is one of them you know you can either sit on it you can stand on it depending if it's got a, a kill switch on it on the seat like mine does but you can either stand sit and zero turn and he sent me this through it w really wasn't a bad price and you know i asked him for his advice on it and i ended up going for it to cut the story down a little bit and you know it's a long old way for anyone that doesn't know up in venezuela where we are it's something like a six and a half to seven hour trip down towards where southport is you know just off manchester preston way and so we traveled all the way down there we left at three o'clock in the morning Ben, you know, thank God to him, he offered to jump in as a co-driver. So he jumped in the, in the van with us. We headed down on Saturday morning, just gone. So this is why, you know, then it wasn't recording in the mornings like I would normally do if uh, if I'm running late with podcasts. I'll get up slightly earlier and make sure it's pushed out for you. And we headed down. It took the best part of 17 hours for myself, 16 and a bit hours for Ben to go down there, collect it and come back. And, you know, that's now in a position where I feel ready. If anything does come, anything slightly bigger, then I'm in a position where I can actually take these on and I can, I know I can get contracts done, you know, depending. Because obviously the mower's still limited to certain slopes and it's a, obviously only a two-wheel drive. So it, there is a chance of spinning a little bit and, you know, there's many factors and that's one thing that I really noticed with this ride on equipment is that it's hard to find one more like in any parts of you know all in a work it's hard to find one more that does absolutely everything you know and and working with a budget so this is the best I, can, I think I can come up with for what I've got at the moment being no trailer it fits in the back of the van I've got storage container for it and I can move forward but I felt sick when I ordered it. When I bought it from them, I felt completely sick. And it was just one of them where you make the investment that you're not 100% sure of. And you've got to be 100% sometimes. Sometimes you've got to believe in yourself and just go for it. But, you know, I had such the angel and devil on my shoulder. And as soon as you do something like that and you spend a decent amount of money, especially when it's probably the largest mon money I've put into something other than my van, you kind of think, is this the right decision? Have I made it or am I just making a loss here straight away? And the thing is, they hold the value. So the money itself is not really gone. You know, if I was to sell it tomorrow, I'd probably make my money back. And, but to show how quick things just happen, that was bought on the Sunday night, I think it was, late, late on. And then 10 hours afterwards, it must have been, I get this phone call through. And lately, I've been turning jobs down left, right, and centre just because I'm fully booked. Something like 12 in the past two and a half weeks, I think it's been. And 10 hours afterwards, I get this phone call through from a commercial site, three miles from myself. Hi, we're wondering if, you know, we've got this commercial site. I'm ringing you from this place. I'm wondering if you can come and give us a quote. So straight away, I thought, not a chance. Like, you know, I've not pushed for this at all. And it just so happens that after buying this bit of equipment that I'm a little bit unsure about, this sort of opportunity comes through. And it's a decent contract. It's a fantastic company. And they all sound very... There's a very um, 
community family feel at that company. So they sound fantastic to work for, with, you know, and provide my services to. So went down, and long story short, on that part, I've landed the contract, so it's mine. I'm walking around. It's not absolutely huge, but it's got enough grassed areas where you know it would probably take twice the time with a with a walk behind more than what it will do on this type of ride on. And the thing is, it's fantastic. There's loads of little trees there that you know you can still get in and out of with the things like the zero turns, and it just seems like a fantastic, uh, fantastic bit of equipment for that type of job. And so this is where it's sort of leading. But the bit on the contracts that I want to talk to you about, and yes, this does sound con- the bit when I said it's going to sound a bit controversial or, um, you know, a bit against each other is, yes, I'm pushing for battery, you know. I always speak about it. I always try and push out that I am a massive battery user fan. But there's certain areas where I still honestly believe you need fuel. You need fuel items in certain stages of your work with what you're doing. And this just seems to be one of them where the Z6, for example, what is, you know, as far as I'm aware, the only battery mower, the Ego battery mower, that, that's a zero turn that you would have seen me test at the event. As far as I'm aware, it's the only one that would be able to stand place to to do these sort of areas. But even then, that would have been too big to get in and out the van um, and around all these trees and things like that and through the gaps out of there. So there's certain areas where you've just got to kind of bite the bullet and go, I'm taking away from one area and adding it to another. So now I think the wee bang for now is going to be possibly put down in the storage for a little while i want to give this ego walk behind a lot of testing a lot of usage you know i've got a 12 amp and a 5 amp battery so that should get me through most most situations that i'm going to have to sort of face and i'm going to go for it so 90 percent of the time it's going to be battery operated and i will technically be 100 percent because now i've got the battery blowers hedge trimmers strimmers mowers so i'm in a place where the stuff that you'd use every day is going to be battery right you're looking at twice every two weeks i would be on this ride on and that's when that would be getting used and you're looking at me sort of cutting down from my estimate around about an hour or two less time on job sites by using this machine so that's what's saving me not only are you putting the money in so you can take on these bigger areas but i'm also going to be saving about two hours of my time every two weeks uh, doing using this item. So that's also in the way it works in my mind, you saving money, okay, or you sort of paying off your machine. Because what does that do? That then opens up another two hours where I could pull in another contract, where I could take on another customer, and I could make that work. So these are the things that I'm trying to like currently line up and I'm trying to get going. And it just seems to be the contract between the one that's actually happened and the one I've landed, okay, and the one that may, you know, a bit of a pipe dream possibly, one that may kick into effect as of next year. Now, I just think that what I'm getting out with this whole podcast is just between the equipment and the contracts coming through, things just happen. Sometimes you just, right place, right time sort of thing. Things just sort of fall into place as and when you may need it to or when you also least, least expect it to. And... It's one of them that don't sort of give up on it. If there's an idea in there and you think it might work, then you need to kind of act on it. One way or another, even if you're, even if you're going to put it in the back seat, but you've actually fully noticed it and you've thought in it, how could you make that work when you want to make it work? 
then that's the difference there because then you've got a bit of preparation for that line you know speaking to some people about contracts as of late it seems like a lot of them are all sort of hesitant and begin can i take on this how much time will it bring is that too big of a chunk of you know the money that would be taken in over the year on one contract you know all these things you need to kind of act on in one way or another and think of that action plan of if it falls through or if it's going to work and how you're going to make it uh, be profitable that's kind of where you stand on it now one thing that i'm just going to mention with the contracts and like i say i'm no expert on but one thing that i got through with this was then the company asking me for several different policies and these are probably some policies that you know loads of you know at like the back of your hand and then there'll be other people that's never even heard of them and wouldn't know how to act on them so i'm not going to speak too in depth because like i say this isn't my forte this is nothing that i'm a, an absolute expert in but these policies that i just want to bring to light just for you because you can do them you can do them without them costing money and you can have them ready good to go just in case this opportunity does arise you can you can provide it straight away so there's an environmental policy and a health and safety policy now bear in mind for these two things after speaking to a health and safety advisor as of the health and safety at work act 1974 well i'm sure all years would have heard of and if you haven't you you should probably you should probably google just so you're aware of the things that that says but and it's all like all of the uh, safety regulations for for different aspects and different equipment types of work policies you should follow just so you're all above board and them too anyway you don't need unless you are five employees and above or if you're five and less and you don't need them you know so for most of us the majority are under five employees usually we just say you know either a sole trader or a sole trader and like one other person working in the van and but where it kind of comes into use is by you writing these out and you actually looking into the health and safety policies it's going to land you in a position where not only is it great for if something does come along but it's also fantastic because it's getting you prepared it gets you thinking about the actual risks when you're on site and what you do if and what have you got in place here then you know other other things like that where you're prepared in writing for what if something actually happens so these environmental policies and health and safety policies what i would say on that is like, like i said i just want to bring them to light pass it off to you google them look into them see if you need them or that when it does come at the point where you might need them you know what to do and you weren't doing what i was doing where i was going oh what's that again oh what does that mean i'm gonna have to speak to someone about this you know you'll already be sort of one step ahead with it the other one is rams okay so that's your that's your risk assessment method statement so these two work interlinked and technically not that you need them but you should have them to a certain form just so that you were aware when working you know so if you ever did go on especially if you're doing commercial sites this is something that you should have in the back pocket ready to go at least for a generic so your two type of risk assessments is usually a generic risk assessment so you could do it for let's say gardening as a whole and then you could do it to specific so if you take on a certain type of site and it's got very high banks or there's power lines there or you know there's very it's very high moving traffic or forklifts going around here then everywhere and you need to cross them roads then you do a specific risk assessment so that you are covered on that site and I'm guessing most of the times these companies probably require some form of, unless it's a general site, you know, a specific risk assessment. 
and all you're doing with risk assessment is you weigh up the risks and then that brings you through into a table where it brings you to a total value so it'll do the risk and that'll be valued out whatever number, number that's going to be you do what you're going to do to control the risk and then it'll give you a total of what that score is and it's like green amber red you know if it was red then you wouldn't be able to carry out the job because you'd be that high at risk you know so you need to be kind of green in all the boxes good to go um so that's a risk assessment you'd fill that out and it'll be appropriate to yourself this is things like this is like damaging of of hearing and your way that that might be very high because you're machining all day but the way that you control it is make sure yourself and all employees have got adequate ear defense at all times while operating machinery and that would bring the risk right down to whatever number that would be so it's it's pretty straightforward it's all stuff that's very um it's very obvious but you just kind of need to put it into format but like i say it just covers you then your method statement is sort of explaining off the back of that risk assessment you know how you'd go by certain things certain more written form instead of just information and tables that sounds a bit and that's probably throwing a few people off or you know being like why, why on earth do i need to know that or I just do domestic gardens there's not a chance i need to know that but I'm just saying, be aware of it because you never know. You know, you might do domestic guns for another ten years, and then a Coca-Cola factory, okay, <laughs> might might just appear on your doorstep, or a very large industrial estate might approach you, and there might be, you know, it could be a twenty, thirty grand contract that only requires a day or two a week, uh, or every two weeks. You know what I mean? That is just worth taking. But you need these sort of things in place. So I'm not fully aboard with all of them just yet. I've got a few things I need to like, sort out, tick off, and you know, until I'm fully squared. But I just wanted to share that because if I'm thinking about it now and I'm sort of facing them things, then I'm sure a lot of you are up and down the country as well. Uh, and also be aware of the differences. There's commercial sites where, you know, John from, from John's Food Bank, you know, is getting in touch with you to look after his commercial area okay so it's him owning the establishment trying to employ you in on a contract and then you've also got those that are in the gardening world and there's loads of them out there that enter all these tenders they get contracts all over the place and then they get in touch with the local groundsman grounds worker you know lawn care person whatever it might be and they try a subcontract that to you so be very aware of when you're getting these through, maybe ask them if they are the main distributor of the contract or if they are like a third party, you know, or if you're going to be the third party for them contracts going forward because not that I'm too sure what the difference would end up in, but the chances are, I imagine, if they've won the contract first and then they're trying to get you to cover it, they're probably going to want it done for a whole lot cheaper than, you know, if you're not cutting out that middleman and you could go straight to the, to the distributor like the local council if they were offering it out whatever it might be so just to be thinking of that um but that's more or less where i've been that's what's been happening that's why the the later podcast has been pushed out so it's a partnership with ego one that i'm massively excited about that's going to be bringing so much more content through this year hopefully a, a few different bits of kit that i can push out that already people's asked me about the multi-tools what they like to use i've had the scissor attachment mentioned to us about what that's going to be like and pushing that through i have also had what was it it was the the extendable hedge trimmer do i know if that's any good for when people go into autumn season the only these things are i can't guarantee that i would get all this kit sent to me 
but if I can in order so I can review it and show it to you then I 110% will so if there is any of the ego equipment you'd like to see then let me know because you know and whether ego or listen to this now I just want to thank you straight off and personally for bringing me on board but if you don't let me know then you know I could be reviewing equipment that just doesn't stand in line for what you need or for what the viewers are kind of thinking of using whereas if you've seen equipment that you think is that really up to scratch you know and then let me know because that's a bit of a backing for me to say look loads of people are asking about this they want to see content on it and there's not enough out there at the moment you know can i get some a trial for a couple of months and then put out a, a review video so these are things that i'm working on and i'm hoping that's kind of how the relationship's going to work going forward and if so then all it's going to do is benefit the community and you know for hopefully everyone that is thinking about doing the transition making that easier because at the end of the day the more we know and the more footage we see of people using them and using them well you know the more people's then going to buy into it and the more that people's going to want to use the stuff so that's kind of where we stand with that and as for the the ferris evolution you know i wasn't going to do any reviews on that just simply because it's such an old machine I think on the serial play, it's something like a 2014 machine. It's got about 700 hours on it. Um, and yeah, because they don't make them anymore. But if it's going to be a point of interest and people are going to enjoy seeing it, then hey, I'll stick out some content when I when I kind of get to use it. And hopefully that'll just be the streamline of this, that all this content going forward. There's a few more things in the pipeline that I haven't got pushed out yet, but we're in the planning stages of. So hopefully some ex exciting things to come. But I hope you're all well. I know the weather's taken a turn this, you know, the start of this week. It's now pouring down. But it's going to help all them lawns out there. And for all the jobs that you've been doing, either whether it's been planting, seeding, renovating, whatever it is, you know, it's going to be massive help. Because if you're anywhere else in the country is like what it's been up here, it's just been absolutely bone dry. But anyway, I hope you have a good week. I hope you get through all this rain. I hope you manage to stay safe out there and you just enjoy the work that you're doing. And remember, when the other opportunities arise, think about them. Don't don't just backshelf it and just forget about it. You know, because you don't because you don't think you can do it yet. Take it on and think. Right, when that does come around and I am ready for it, what do I need to put in place? So, I honestly I think it'll it can only benefit you being more prepared. But anyone, thank you very much for tuning in. Really appreciate it once again and. I, apologies for it being a late one but you know it's out there i do try and stick to getting one out every single week and i haven't missed that yet so this is just a couple of days late but it's going to still go out what's going to be on the the monday 16th of may so that'll be getting pushed straight out anyway take care everyone have a great week and we'll see you in next week's podcast